Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We are in Erie, Pennsylvania with my friend Sean Seacrest of the Unbeaten Path podcast. Sean is a life and career coach that helps people get out of their comfort zone and blaze their own trail. Erie is Sean's hometown and he's so glad to be back so that we can enjoy all the sunsets on the lake. The sunsets are so amazing that National Geographic once ranked them as the second best in the world. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Erie. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Although I love to travel, sometimes it is just good to be home. When I moved to Nashville, I decided to splurge and get a Nectar Sleep mattress that provided all the comfort of a luxury hotel without the price tag of one. I love that Nectar Sleep includes a forever warranty and that you get a 365 night trial to make sure that your mattress is everything you've dreamed of. For a limited time, my listeners will get $125 off and two free pillows with your order when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash Nectar. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. Really excited to hear about Erie, Pennsylvania today. Thank you, Lee. I am very excited to come on and share about Erie, Pennsylvania, because you'll soon learn that I have a lot of pride in Erie, and it's where I was born and raised. And I feel like it doesn't get a lot of spotlight, so I am very happy to come on and share some great aspects and good stories from Erie growing up and what it has to offer anyone looking for specifically, I'd say a summer trip. We'll focus on that today. <laughs> nice, nice. And like you said, you're born and raised there, but I know you moved away for a little while. What was the thing that brought you back? Yes. After college, I went to college in Ohio and then I briefly lived in Colorado, but I lived in Chicago for the past five years. And Chicago, great experience, big city life. But what really drew me back is nature, to be honest. There's so much different nature options in Erie and there's so much that has to offer that I just could not find in Chicago in the same way at all. And when it comes to, we're right sitting on Lake Erie and we have great beaches. And then if you're fortunate enough to have a boat or a friend with a boat, there's so many great different things you can do with the boats. There's world-class bass fishing here, as well as perch fishing. And then there's all the water sports, tubing and that. And then also during the winter, there's really decent skiing around here. I was just skiing last Saturday and it's very easy to do. And it's just a easy town to live in. And there's just a lot of options. And then we also have some good food and good breweries that are popping up now. So it's sort of like a balanced life for me that I just didn't find in the big city. And as I said, I just love it. So I'm, I'm very happy to be back right now. Right on. And it's kind of interesting when you mentioned the places that you've lived, you've lived in all places that uh, are pretty cold in the wintertime, right? You got Colorado, which obviously is known for its skiing, Ohio, Chicago, and then Erie. So all places that get pretty chilly in the wintertime. Yeah, that's very true. So Erie, obviously born here. And then when I moved to Colorado, it's because living in Erie, as I said, there's good skiing nearby. So I learned to ski before I can even remember. And it just became a huge passion of mine in middle school, and it never left. It's my number one thing I love to do, hands down. So then I made the super smart decision to live in Chicago. <laughs> it was like pretty flat there, right? There's like no mountains anywhere in sight. 
Exactly. So I tried to go skiing in Wisconsin nearby once, and it's not like we have the Rockies around Erie, but we have some decent skiing. And I went in Wisconsin once. And I said, "All right, I'm not even going to waste my time doing that again." Yeah, it's probably and, like a speed bump. Like the mountains are like the size of a speed bump over there. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it, it, it pretty bad. And I mean, it's fun to be out there and all, but I don't want to rip it apart. But I just realized, okay, I need to make a change because I'm not doing what I love to do, and the cold weather when I am able to ski and be not trapped in a city where basically you can go to bars during the winter. I realize that I love winter. So a lot of people try to escape the cold, but I seem to gravitate towards it and I probably will the rest of my life. I, I definitely love skiing in the mountains and everything like that. So I don't see myself living in Texas or Florida anytime soon. Yeah. When we moved to Nashville, one of my precursors was I didn't want to move someplace where I had to shovel snow. I like to, <laughs> I like to go boarding. I like to go to the mountains and enjoy it, but I also like to come home away from all the snow and everything. So, so my hats off to you for dealing with the, with that during the winter, man. So yeah, no, oh, I was gonna say real quick, if you don't want to shovel snow, Erie last Christmas, we were all over the National Weather Service and everything. We got over five feet in about thirty six hours, and the majority of it was on Christmas Day. It was unbelievable. I was being towed skiing behind a car in my neighborhood. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking about Erie, obviously you're very familiar with the town. If you had to describe it in like one or two words, either the town or the people, how would you describe it? So there's really one word that I just mentioned previously, and that's balanced because, as I said, there's so much to do nature-wise. And during all four seasons, you can always find really great things to do outside. But also, there are a lot of good breweries now and a lot of good food popping up. And it's not going to offer the same type of nightlife that you're going to find in a bigger city. But at the same time, there are opportunities there. So I'd say balanced. And then also, I was thinking there's also the word weird that can describe it too, because <laughs> there are just some quirky things about the town and people that you'll see around it. And I think that's one of the things that I love about it is because it is unique and you'll see some stickers and bumper stickers when you're driving around that say, keep eerie weird, because we just do have some funny things that you'll notice. But I, I think it's one of the things that's endearing to me and I, I truly love it for it. So what would you describe? Like, What's a couple of those weird things that, so that way the listeners can have an understanding? So, you know, like a lot of places during the summer, there's every weekend we have a lot of different festivals and things you can go to. And you really got to just go to one of those. So one of them would be the Blues and Jazz Fest. It's awesome. I Every time I go, I'm here and you can put tents down in this park and there's really good music and you can bring your own beer. It's great. But you'll really get a jazz for some of the characters that come around this city. <laughs> it's, I mean, you go half for, for the music and you go half for the people watching and you'll just find those different types of little festivals. And you'll really start to understand that we have some great characters rolling around the town and they're, they're all great people, but they're just very fun to be around. <laughs> nice. And so you kind of alluded earlier about the weather, uh, obviously wintertime snow, you know, five feet of snow possibly in, in 36 hours. But what's the weather like year round? I know summer is kind of one of your favorite times of the year, right? Yeah. So one thing that I love about Erie is you truly get all four seasons and the winters do last long. So if you, as you said, if you don't want to shovel snow, I, I wouldn't recommend living in Erie, but 
at the same time during winter, there's really good skiing. And then if you find a nice Saturday, there's the bay that's connected to Lake Erie, which is basically, if you think of like a typical lake, a big one, that's what you'd think the bay is. Cause Lake Erie, it basically looks like an ocean. If you're standing there, it's huge. But on the bay, you'll see people ice boating, which is basically a small sailboat. And then it's pretty extreme. And then you'll see people playing ice hockey, just skating. You'll see some four-wheelers. It's really cool. There's a ton of activity going on in winter. So the, the but that, lakes uh, freeze over? The bay will freeze over first. But the lake, if it maintains really cold, the lake actually will freeze over too, which is really cool to see. Okay. So that's what's cool about winter. There's all these different activities. And there's you know snowmobiling and during the summer, that's that's where you would really want to come visit because when it's nice here in the summer, there's days I have where it blows my mind, where I'm out on the water, then on the beach watching the sunset, and then you can go for a hike in somewhere like Asbury Woods, and it's just pretty unbelievable what you can do in a day here when it's in summer, and then great fall because there's so much nature, so in the trees are changing colors there's some really great hiking spots and i haven't i don't think i mentioned it yet but presque isle state park that is probably one of my favorite parts about erie it has 11 different beaches so it goes beach one beach two beach three up to 11 not super creative with the naming but (laughs) they're really legit beaches and they're awesome and then throughout the park there's also really cool trails and hikes and it's pretty unbelievable. So, yeah, the summer when it's nice out, you, you really can't beat it. It's, it's pretty amazing. So you get all four seasons very, very hardcore, which each of them represent. And, again, the winter, it will last long, I will say that. <laughs> so when people come into Erie, is it like a city that you need to rent a car or is there public transportation, you know, Uber, Lyft? What's the best way to get around? So there is public transportation and we do have Uber and Lyft, but you 100% want to rent a car. I can't imagine it'd be a very great visit if you didn't because it is spread out and something like going to the peninsula, you're going to want to drive around it and things of that nature. And you're just not going to be able to do that with public transportation. And there's a lot of really cool surrounding areas within 30 minutes to an hour drive that you can check out different wineries and breweries too and it kind of you can go along the lake and you're definitely just want to rent a car 100 percent. as far as the getting to erie is there a local airport or do are there other airports that are nearby that you can fly into what's the best way to get there you can definitely check we do have the local erie international airport it is a small airport so it can be hard to find good flights in here but if you do it's amazing because it could not be easier to fly in and out of, and it's seven minutes from downtown probably. Oh. But most likely you're going to want to either check out, because we're basically right in the middle of Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. So you can fly into all of those, and they're all around an hour and a half away. And they're very easy drives from there. So I would suggest checking out Erie first, but then checking out those three surrounding airports. One thing you were telling me about is when you're in town, one thing that you sh- really should not miss is the the Ravine Flyer 2. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, this is something that if any friend or anyone comes to town, one of the first things I'm doing is I'm taking them to the Ravine Flyer 2. So I, I mentioned Presque Isle State Park. And as you're going to the start of it, there's Waldemere and Waterworld, which is an amusement park. 
it's definitely a staple of the town and it's a smaller amusement park, which they've actually really revamped it lately and it offers a lot. But what's really cool about it is when I was a senior in high school, which was 2008, they came out and built, this was sort of the start of revamping it, this amazing roller coaster called the Ravine Flyer too. So you have this smaller amusement park and all of a sudden you just have this badass roller coaster <laughs> and no one expects it, especially if they're not from Erie and you sort of walk in this smaller amusement park and then they get on it and they're sort of blown away. And it has a really cool view once you get to the top of the first hill or mount or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. And you look to the left, you look right on the lake and you can see all a lot of the beachfront. It's really cool at sunset. What's really great about it is you don't have to buy a full day pass or whatever that is, you can go in and just buy one ride for itself. And I think it's four fifty. So if you have five bucks, you can go and ride this ride. And it's not like a big amusement park. We're going to be waiting for two hours. You're going to get on within 10 minutes. Most likely I'm telling you, it's going to blow your socks away. I, <laughs> I even got a season pass once when I was younger, just so I could go ride that. It's uh, when we were, probably 21 that was uh what we do on sundays when we may have been a little hungover get the adrenaline <laughs> rushing we'd go all of us would go and we'd see like my brother's older friends there it sort of became a thing so it was a lot of fun nice and so is it almost like a carnival or a fair where there's an admission price and then you pay for each ride is that how it works it's definitely more legitimate than a carnival it's a real amusement park but you can buy a full day pass and that's like the 30 some bucks, I think. But if not, you don't even have to buy like a general admission in any way. You just sort of walk in the park and then there's these little sort of kiosk type things. Okay. And it's right near the ravine flyer and you can just ask someone and they'll point it out and you can buy it with a credit card or put in a $5 bill and then they'll shoot out some little, credit card type thing and then they just scan that and you're right on it it couldn't be easier oh that sounds really cool probably something you don't want to do right before getting onto a roller coaster like that is grabbing some food but what yeah. are some <laughs> what are some of the best uh food places in in erie yeah as i said we have a lot of great food popping up right now so if you're looking for upscale or fine dining two places that stand out one is called the cork which just opened up. I just ate there last week. It's really, really good. I had an amazing piece of steak and they have really cool appetizers. They have a sushi taco, which I've never had, which was, yeah, really, yeah, really good. And then they have an awesome Sunday brunch with more types of Bloody Marys than you can even (laughs) think of. And then there's also 1201 restaurant, which is a changing menu. And it's always really good food. And they're both sort of have a big city restaurant style, but it's in Erie. So it's, it's very cool. And then if you just want to not spend as much and have some good beer with some good food, two of my favorites are Jekyll and Hyde. It offers like some really cool, funky type food. And they always have a bunch of beers on tap. And then Cloud Nine is very similar. But then if you're really looking for some Erie staples, there's two that really stand out. So there's Sarah's, which is basically right across from Waldemere. If you go to Erie and you ask someone, they're going to tell you to go there. It's only open during the summer months. And that's like a classic American diner type food, really good cheeseburgers, 
another thing that Erie prides itself on is Smith hot dogs. I'm telling you, there's not a better hot dog in the entire world. I've yeah. tried so many of them. I put it to the test time and time again. I used to bring giant packs of them to college with me and just have people <laughs> taste them. So if you're going just hot dog, no toppings, just the dog itself, I'm telling you, you're not going to find a better one. So they have, I always get hot dogs when I go down there. They have the foot long hot dog, which is exactly how it sounds. So it's yeah. pretty ridiculous. So that's awesome. And then another eerie type style is we're known for chicken wings because we're really, we're about an hour, 15 minutes from Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So that sort of gravitated towards us, the wing culture. If you're looking for the, probably some of the best wings you'll ever have is Otis 12. And they have over 150 different wing combinations. They always win awards at all these different contests for best wings. It's a fun environment. It's a sort of a sports bar type feel, but you're going to be able to get wings that you never could even comprehend that those flavors existed. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, it's nothing like going to someplace new and, and trying something that only the locals really know about. And I can't even imagine 150 different styles of wings. I probably better not bring my wife there because you know, if there's like five things on the menu, sometimes she has a hard time figuring something out. Yeah. If there's 150, it's probably going to blow her mind. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it's actually pretty overwhelming at first, but they do a good job of sort of breaking it down, and you can try like every six wings, you can get a new flavor, so oh, you cool. can try a bunch out. It's 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 well well worth it. Right on, right on. Uh, so I was looking, I was doing a little research about Erie, and there's a place called uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name uh, Palacos Chocolates. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah, definitely. There's that, and then the other big one is Romolo's chocolate wise. Okay. So what, can you tell us a little bit about those chocolates? Yeah, so they're both eerie, great chocolates. And one thing that they are both going to offer that you're not going to find anywhere else, from my knowledge, is what's called sponge candy. What's that? And yeah, it's, man, this is going to be sort of tough to describe. But it's a chocolate, like a milk chocolate coating on the outside. Okay. And then the inside, it's, hence the name sponge candy, it's a yellowish filling but it's sort of sponge-like and it almost you like bite into it and it sort of just melts in your mouth it's it's a very unique chocolate type candy and you're not going to find it anywhere yeah. else Interesting. Um, so, so yeah so is it like a solid then like it's just like so fine that when it when you bite into it it melts into your mouth or yeah yeah that's a good way to describe it so it's definitely like a solid and that coating is what's really keeps it solid and then once you bite into it it's sort of just disintegrates into your mouth and it's really good actually it's not like i'm eating them every day but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's worth trying that if you do come here another place because like i like pizza and another place i saw is pub and pie i guess there's a collaboration between a brewery and wildwood pizzeria so it's like really good beer really good pizza have you tried them before yeah, you know what i can't say i have actually but Maybe that's, as I said, I just moved back and I was in Chicago the past five years. So maybe that's newer because okay. I, I truly can't tell you much about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I was looking at like a, you know, Thrillist and like visit com and just trying to poke my way around and, and see what it's offered around in the town. And it's kind of cool. Like you said earlier that there's a lot of breweries and wineries that are kind of popping up all around the area. What are some of like your favorite breweries? Yeah. So definitely my two favorite right now would be Voodoo Brewery, which is right downtown. And they have really good food actually also. So that sort of goes along with what I said with the other good beer and good food. But uh -huh. Voodoo Brewery, 
awesome beer. Probably my favorite brown ale I've ever had. They have there on tap. And then another one is called Lavery Brewery. And again, they have really good food too. So that's what's been cool is these breweries that are popping up are making it a point to have good food. Those are probably two of my favorite. Then there's Erie Ale Works. And these are all in the downtown region. And then if you want to, which is a really cool and unique place, it's called Sprague's Farm and Brew Works. And that's probably 30 to 40 minutes outside of the city. And you're going to get away and you're out in the country and it's a big farmhouse basically. And they turn it into a brewery. And when it's nice out, they'll have big bonfires and they always have live music. It's, it's a really cool and unique experience. I actually really love going there. Yeah, that really sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, kind of along that same vein, uh, you told me something about beer on the bay. Is that kind of like a, like a beer festival that happens during the summer or, or what is that? Yep, that's always in July. I want to say it's the last weekend in July. I could be wrong, but it's always in July at some point. So we have a thing called Eight Great Tuesdays as well. So basically, as I was talking about the bay, which is connects you to the lake. Okay. There is a really big area that has this big amphitheater. There's always concerts there, but one weekend a year they have the beer on the bay. So all these different craft breweries come in from really all around the surrounding regions, but also some nationwide too. And you go in and you buy whatever the admission price is, and then you get all your tickets. You can go and try all these beers and it's, it's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. I have certainly, I've actually worked it and I've also participated in it each time. It's been very, very fun and you'll definitely leave feeling pretty good. That sounds good. Uh, one last thing. I know that we only have a couple minutes left. You mentioned the eight great Tuesdays. Can you tell us a little bit about that real quick? Yeah. So as I said, it's right in this park right on the water and there's this giant amphitheater and what's really cool about it it's every tuesday night and it's free admission so any anyone can go for free and they always and they get some pretty legitimate bands i mean they're lower level you you may not have heard of all of them but rusted root i'm not sure if you're familiar with them i've seen them there so they get some great acts and overall it's always pretty good music and it's just a really cool thing in the summer and you'll see the sunset coming down and you're listening to music and it's just a good way to enjoy life and anyone can go. So it's pretty cool. That sounds good. So, uh, you know, Sean, I really appreciate you being on the show. You've shared so many cool things about Erie, Pennsylvania, and I know I'm looking forward to, to coming to visit, but it's time for the final countdown. If a traveler only had time for one meal in Erie, where should they go and what should they eat? I've got to say Sarah's because it's so unique to Erie and you're not looking probably for the fine dining. You want to get that true, what is this place about meal. I mean, as soon as it opens up, it's packed day after day and it's right on Prescott State Park. So if you're smart, you go eat it and then you go over to the beach and then hopefully you can set, watch a sunset because as I said to you earlier, we actually have incredible sunsets and once in, I think, 1994, National Geographic named a second best sunset in the world. Wow. That's really cool. That's a definitely recognition by National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you lived there a long time. Uh, you came back. What's one of your most memorable stories in, in Erie? Yeah, I mean, that, that is a really tough question because so many childhood memories, but maybe it's recency bias. However, last 4th of July or this past 4th of July, it was a beautiful day. 
we went out on my family boat and then we just drove out into the lake and we tied up with two of our other really good friends boats and we spent all day out there listening to music drinking some beers eating hot dogs just straight american stuff and then uh <laughs> it was an incredible sunset and then i've never seen anything like this we anchored so we could see this one big firework display that we knew was going to happen or a firework show uh-huh. but it turned out that we probably saw I'm, I'm swear to god i'm not exaggerating 20 firework shows going on at once like legitimate ones wow. and i i've never seen just miles and miles of just pure fireworks and it went on for probably 45 minutes to an hour and we weren't expecting it at all we just thought there's going to be this one and i think it's because they finally legalized buying big fireworks in pennsylvania or something like that oh, so yeah. so a bunch of people decide i think to have their own shows <laughs> But it, it, it was just being on the water in the nighttime is one of my favorite experiences. I, it's so cool to be flying on a boat at night in the water, but just watching that firework display, being around, you know, family and friends, 4th of July, nice weather, it, you just can't beat it. It, it. I still think about it, obviously. It's the first thing that popped in my head when you asked that. That's a wonderful time. Uh, it's great to make those type of memories. So, mm-hmm. so, so speaking of happy times, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in town? I would have to say the Tap House, which is right downtown, awesome beer, good quick bites to eat. It's always just a really good vibe in there, good people, and they have a pretty cool outdoor little mini bar sitting area. So during the summer, it's really cool. So I, I would have to tilt my head to Tap House right now. You won't be disappointed there. Yeah, it's hard to beat being able to just enjoy that summer crisp air in the, in the evening and just throwing back a couple beers and, and hanging out with your buddies. Exactly, and it's about five blocks. You can see the water, and there's a big tower at the end. So it's, it's a cool environment for sure. Definitely, definitely. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, whenever I travel, I always get the uh, pizza from one of the local places. Where's the best pepperoni pizza in town? There's a place called Virgil's Pizza. It's not going to be a place that you're going to go in and be like, wow, this environment's so cool in here. It's all about the food there. It is some of my favorite pizza I've ever had. I lived, I lived in Chicago, as I said, for five years who pride themselves on pizza. I would take this over any slice I've ever had there. And yeah, what's really cool and unique about it is it's actually in square pieces. And say okay. you got a large and it was 14 different pieces. Each piece you can decide how you want that. So you can have one piece buffalo chicken, one pepperoni, one cheese they have a bunch of specialty ones and you might think oh that's sort of gimmicky but it's it's really not it's it's unbelievable it's so good it's really fresh ingredients which i love you can tell right away they also do now i think they have like a thin crust which i've heard awesome things about i think it got the highest yelp rating in all of pennsylvania for pizza so it, it really is legit and you will not be disappointed if you go there uh, I'm definitely going to go there. And my wife is going to be happy too because she's tired of me eating pepperoni pizza all the time. This way she can get a couple slices of, of all the fun things that she likes to put on the pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, uh, you and I, we've become friends uh, over the last few weeks and I was on, I had a chance to be on your show. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Lee, you provided an awesome conversation, which is now out on my podcast, which is The Unbeaten Path 
really what I'm all about is I was in the corporate world and I just realized it did not suit me. So I quit my job and I set my mission in life to help others who were in that same position, stuck in a cubicle or whatever that may be in a more corporate environment and wondering how do I get out? How do I create a fulfilling career and in turn create a fulfilling life? So I started the podcast, The Unbeaten Path, and it tells stories of individuals, and this comes out every Tuesday, of who have done life differently and they're risk takers. And a lot of entrepreneurs, but we get some really cool people like extreme athletes and I've had some actors on, uh, professional athletes of different sorts. So it's really cool and it's a mixture. So I like to have like a, a w- more well-known type person, but I also like to have the everyday person because that's very relatable, right? And sure. it's really cool. So then through that, I have also started career coaching and it's for people who want to make a change. So it's not getting your next job. I'm not a recruiter or anything along those lines, but it's to help you gain clarity and build an action plan so you can actually make a true change in your career and start living a new life. And it's, that's been the most rewarding thing is watching clients actually make progress and making things happen for themselves. So it's definitely, you know, it's not all roses in entrepreneurship and doing your own thing, but at the same time, it's extremely fulfilling and I love it every day. That's fantastic. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, you know, there's some ups and downs when you work for yourself, but uh, it's a definitely a better life than, uh, than working in the corporate world as far as I'm concerned. So Sean, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. If somebody wanted to reach you on social media, what's the best way to contact you? Absolutely. So Instagram, I just started my new account, which I will be posting on daily. And that is Sean underscore Seacrest. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at Sean Seacrest as well. And just send me a message or DM me. I love to uh, connect with anyone and see what's up. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll have links to all that in the show notes, both to your uh, to your podcast as well as to your social media handles. And uh, again, thanks a lot for being on the show. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yeah, thank you, Lee. I really appreciate the opportunity to give some love to Erie. Erie, Pennsylvania is on the south shore of Lake Erie and is halfway between New York City, Cleveland, and Buffalo. When you visit, spend some time on the lake at, at Presque Island State Park, then go hit the rides at Waldemere and Water World Amusement Park. And then if you want to enjoy a little history, go explore the flagship Niagara League, which fought in the War of 1812. What is your favorite thing you learned about Erie, Pennsylvania? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Erie, or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when John and Ben Nickel D'Andrea share a local secret about Seattle's weather. It actually rains more in Miami than it does in Seattle every year. They'll share many free activities to do in Seattle and attractions that you should not miss. We'll hope you join us when we travel there. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them that what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest checking out my good friend Ed Pizza's show called Miles to Go. Ed and his guests break down the latest travel news with a focus on credit card rewards and loyalty programs in his weekly 30-minute show. Let me know what you think.